thanks again for uh, inviting uh, me on to chat more about Flipside XR. So Flipside is a social network for next generation creators. And so like, what is a next generation creator? So next generation creators are creators that are growing up with VR. They love the spatial medium. They in intuitively understand it because they're growing up with it. And Flipside's that network for those creators that they can create. Um, they're called motion capture recordings. We also call them VR recordings. Uh, right now, the term that we're also bringing forward is spatial posts. So they create posts of performances and shows and content, and then people can remix them and they can share them and really start getting into that spatial social network side of things. Leslie, thank you very much for the great beginning and start uh, starting off uh, this conversation. So should you give us a little bit about um, the technology behind that? When did that it start? I mean, also, what was the problem that uh, initiate uh, you to start this venture? So uh, like, like many entrepreneurs, the problem that you're solving in the beginning is your own problem. And so that actually makes us a great team. Uh, all of the founders of the team are creators. And so we started in this latest wave of VR in 2013. We started to really understand the medium and we understood it was going to disrupt the stage because fundamentally VR gives you like a space that you can do things in. So the problem we were solving is, well, how are we going to disrupt the stage? And it's a very disruptive thinking, very upfront, very future focused. We, we literally said the day we started the idea was like, let's think 10 years ahead and what's the product that's going to need to be there 10 years from now. So that was the, that's the problem. We were the customer problem. And then what we did is we found, we knew we were disrupting the stage. So we found a comic that was on a stage and he, we brought him to our team and said, okay, let's make a show together. And we validated the idea that stage performers would really acclimatize to virtual reality as a creation tool. And then what we did after that is we threw it out in the open really early before it had any onboarding tools. It was like a kind of a, a philosophy of developing in the open and being messy. And then we brought, we got lots of people coming in that were interested and we just spent a lot of time listening to them and, and nurturing the product and working together. And, and so the problem we're solving is that future of, of spatial creation that we knew was going to exist. And we knew it was going to be a really hard problem to solve. So we've been working on that problem. I mean, I know that there is a quite a bit of interest in the AR and VR market, let's call it XR market. What sets Flipside uh, apart from competitors or are there um, also uh, similar models or similar applications like yours? So now the, I would I would call there's a class of social uh social uh, apps out there and, you know, VR chats, the very popular in Horizon Worlds and you have Rec Room and, and we definitely consider those as competitors at some level. However, what we're seeing is a lot of uh, those creators or those app developers are creating what we call the world first and they're creating the destination, the place, the environments. And what we did differently is we really thought about the creator first. And so the differentiator is that the whole, uh, the whole network that we're developing has always started with the creator first. We built the creator tools before we created the publishing features. 
The reason why we did that is that we knew that if we understood the needs of the creator, then the creator is going to have an easier time to create. And then we can really worry about that growth of the fan base uh, once we have a really good fit for creator tools. So we really put our energy on that first. And that's a big differentiator. And I'd say that we're a creator-centric app from, from, from the core of us. Another area that we're differentiating from is a lot of these other uh, competitors. I mean, they're all good and I think they're important. And I, I, and I, when I say, speak to them, uh, not in a negative way, but in a way of it's validating this market is that they are focusing on live interactions, which is very cool. And they've done some great work. I've seen lots of cool stuff that happens on Horizon Worlds and VR chat with live people coming together and creating content and playing and having fun. We're solving the problem by releasing asynchronous sharing. So the ability for you to create a recording and then allow a collaborator to come in later, like TikTok, to then remix it. And we think that differentiator allows for this long tail of creation and it creates a different way that you create in that social way. And, and we're really differentiating ourselves that way. It's, it's about recordings, it's about remixing, it's about watching, it's about sharing. Yes, we do believe in live collaborations as well, and that is always part of the big vision, but we're solving the asynchronous spatial sharing problem for, for creators. Do you think that you are early uh, than the market or trends or the products? I don't think we're early. In fact, the, the thing is, is there's, a, there's this... Um, I think there's a bit of a fallacy that people think you can wait to a certain time and then you're going to like find the right company that's solving the right problem exactly the right time and boom, you've, you've, you've nailed the best investment possible. The reality is, is that we're inventing a new format of content in a new medium because you have to do that. Like in the, when, if you're pioneering in XR, you're not just saying, hey, I'm going to make a tool. You have to actually understand well, what's that content going to look like? How are people going to share? How does a live interactive VR show look like? How does money flow in this process? And so you can't just answer all those problems two years prior to the market spike. You need to be working on this problem a decade before. It is a big problem. There's a reason why Meta has now, you know, they're in their second iteration of, their, of trying to solve the same problem. And I'd argue very much to people who are looking at this space It's that small, innovative teams of creators are going to be able to move and navigate and discover a lot faster than some of the larger giants. And so that, that's why we think we're like the right team to solve this. You need the time to, in to understand that market before you can have your hockey stick, you know, unicorn moment. So, I mean, uh, you mentioned about the right team. So what is your uh, personal journey uh, about entrepreneur? Is it the first time that you are building a startup? And how about other co-founders? So for myself, uh, this is, I've had a number of independent companies, first of all. So I was an independent filmmaker. I was an independent interactive director. So those are also sole proprietorships. And then the first company, first startup I started was with one of my co-founders, John, who I'll be talking about in a second. Him and I created a startup called Dojo Learning, which was an e-learning platform. And the technology was acquired at the end. We never managed to get it off the ground, but we learned all the things that you do when you start companies. And then, um, so so I've I've done uh, multiple companies. John, our, our another co-founder, 
Uh, he's also uh, run uh, another startup as well. And uh, so he's had some startup experience. And her third co-founder, she's a first-time startup uh, uh, creator, but she's also an independent business person as well. So we all have an independent business background. We moved into startups. We Some of us had a full startup together. Um, and now we're on our second big venture, which this is this, is this one. Um, but all of us come from that uh, entrepreneurial space. But the core, the core thing, the core part of our journey is that we're all creators. So what I want to say is like, I was an improv theater for three years. I used to do floor directing for independent wrestling uh, for TV. I did editing uh, for television and for corporate work. And then I really got into the interactive design and that kind of side for a big e-learning uh, uh, nonprofit. So like I have all that background and I also was the president of my student association. So I understand leadership and I understand the importance of what it means to, you know, have big ideas uh, for, 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 you know, having that vision. And um, yeah, and I found these, these co-founders that I've been sharing, which has been John and Rachel, uh, we've known each other for more than 25 years in many ways. I, for some longer, some less, so we, we've lived our, 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 our journey together. And then we brought in Chris, uh, Chris is our CFO. Um, he's got a background in actually design and creation as well, but he's, you know, moved his career into CFOing and he's been helping us grow and really plan and strategize, you know, our resources and, and our investment. And, and so it's that, it's a really good core team. It's been great. And we've gone through a few VR winters and survived and proven, proven ourselves out. So another question that I'm in following up the uh, this storm. Uh, every startup faces challenges. I mean, when it comes to funding and also revenue. Uh, how is uh, Flipside approaching this? I mean, have you raised any funding rounds, or uh, are you going to plan to raise any funding? Because uh, last two years, especially last year, has been very uh, problematic with the uh, uh, startups to raise funding. Uh, what's your plan? So we did, I mean, very early on our idea, we pitched to Boost VC and they were, they bought in right away and they jumped on and helped us with some pre-seed uh, funding. And that was very early on. And, and in, in that case, I would say, yeah, that we were too early. And so we had to figure out, okay, how are we going to survive? Because we didn't, my, my anticipation was, now I'll tell you how excited I was about VR. I was, I was worried that I was going to miss the boat in 2014. Okay, so, um, uh, so I think my oops, I think I raised my hand by accident there. Um, so, but nonetheless, uh, we took that seed money, we built out the product, like I said earlier, and we put it into the into the world a little early to to learn. And then during that time, uh, we won some pitch competitions, and then we then we managed to win a woman entrepreneurship award. Uh, we are a very diverse founding team. So from there, we ended up getting some Canadian media fund money. And then along the way, Meta came on board and gave us a grant and brought us to the to market. So we've been, uh, and then we've bootstrapped with a number of early uh, customers because as we were developing out all this tech, we, we have to figure out, you know, where does this fit in the market? And so we had, for example, uh, Bento Box is a company that makes Bob's Burgers. They did a, a research project with us. We had some all some early customers testing. So we had to do all that thing, all the things that a startup has to do. We have to survive, right? Now we're ready. We've, we we uh, in March we released the product with all these new uh, changes, innovations, and understandings from our from our early users. We launched it on the Quest Store. 
we're building our creator side and now we're raising safes. So we are in an investment round. We're raising safes to really master our product market fit and we're testing business models. And we, in fact, we have already aligned up key partners that are ready to test certain business models with us. And um, yeah, that is our goal. So we're raising on safes until we can uh, prove out that business model for a good seed round. Perfect. What will be your revenue model, by the way? Uh, because I know that um, total users may be uh, not as much as you expected, but what will be the revenue model and also business model as well? Are you going to sell to uh, business or customers? So we actually, so creators, creators themselves are actually businesses, but they don't necessarily understand that they're businesses. So there's a whole kind of range of what we call hobbyists that move all the way up to actual creators. And so uh, the focus right now is that we want to, we have two revenue streams. We have a creator revenue stream. So we have some AI tools that we've integrated into our app that allows users to create faster and quicker. And so we are asking creators for revenue. So we're building that out. The other side of the equation is now that we're offering the ability to remix and share and get people to watch your content, we're offering the ability for fans to start tipping. So we're testing tipping and the uh, in-app purchase uh, models for the creators. And um, we also have uh, another area that we are experimenting with, with as well. So we have 65, I mean, like you said, I don't want to get into all the metrics because this lives on the internet forever, but as Early on, we have a bunch of school districts that have come on board that represent a lot of students. And so we're also uh, looking at the revenue model there, which would be just selling seats uh, for them. So there's this school side, which actually just feeds into our big creator network that then can uh, join flip side. So schools that we can, you know, they can give money from and then from the creators themselves and then the fans. How long uh, in a week time do you spend time with your uh, potential users or customers? How much? How many times a week? Yes. Well, I mean, it 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 ebbs and flows depending on the where we are with the product development cycle. Because if there's a big update that comes out, then often what happens is that you want to be working with all of your uh, users and creators to help understand the update and learn from them. So. It, it bases, uh, basically it fluctuates based on update cycles. But even right now, as we're preparing to launch our remixing, I'm talking to them constantly. So I would say about, there's about 20% of the week is just maintaining creator relationships, making sure that you're in front of creators, connecting with creator conferences and, and that kind of, that whole creator economy side. Um, also, you mentioned about the, the ecosystem Canada. Canada, uh, could you give us an overview of what the startup ecosystem look like in Canada? I mean, we have big startup hubs in Toronto, in Montreal, and in Vancouver, which are the core startup hubs. There's also a big community emerging in Calgary and Alberta. And, um, and there's a recognition at a federal level that that uh, startups are in big in movers of innovation. So the federal government is creating a lot of, uh, I, I call them supports for innovation companies. And it's been helping feed, uh, I would say like an ongoing development of the startup community. It's also, uh, I, think, I think we've got a great reputation if, uh, from a perspective of investors. I know that um, the incentives and, and approaches to, to uh, supporting startups in Canada is quite good. So for example, 
we classify as a, we're an innovation startup and we're inventing, it's not off the shelf technology. So we're constantly inventing tech. So we have something called, you know, shred credits, which are basically like research and science-based innovation tax credits that support our development staff. Um, and, and, and even things like Telefilm, which is a, it's a organization that represents, um, it's a way that Canada competes against the U.S. in their culture market. So because the U.S. has such a powerful cultural market, in order to maintain and create Canadian identity, the Canadian government has established Telefilm Canada that distributes millions of dollars, up to $500 million over four years, to television, interactive, and, and all these different areas. And so it's created a really strong, solid ecosystem of startups and developers and VR companies. And how do you describe the availability and quality of the talent in Canada? Is there still a skill gap, particularly in tech roles? I don't think, you know, what's great is like in Montreal is one of the world's leading locations for AI. The the grandfather of AI comes from the University of Toronto. We've got um, some of the biggest video game companies uh, are located here and love their, they love uh, developing here. So what's happened also is that there's a significant tax credit kind of approach to um, video game development that's driven large corporations like Ubisoft and EA and, and big video game companies here, BioWare. These companies are... Um, they're investing in creating a game engine developers and game engine developers are at the heart of VR, the heart of XR. So Canada has got a great talent pool. And how do you see, what, what are your plans for the next six to 12 months, by the way, for the uh, flip side? So the, within a very short period of time, we're, we're, we're opening up our remixing and sharing and publishing feature, which is a really big, um, it's a, it's an, it'll help churn the community and really start uh, activating our creators, which is a really big milestone for us. The other area, so that's happening in a few weeks. Uh, in the other area, we're in this, at the end of this fall, and as we transition to winter, we're rolling out the business model. We have the infrastructure in place, but the business model is rolling out. And we have three key partners that we're testing three different business models with. So we're just running tests, like a, like really thorough you know, from the beginning of like, how was the onboarding for you? How did your fans find the experience? You know, just really understand these business models. Uh, obviously, we're going to finish our raise right now. And then really at that point in time, it's iterating until we can prove to investors that these business models are going to grow and get to our growth stage or get into our real seed funding. So we're just focusing on proving out the fit showing that the business model is going to work and letting investors know that we're ready for the next round of funding. Also, uh, did you have opportunity to work on Apple products, Vision Pro, or are you still also waiting for the product to come on the market? Well, I mean, right now we've been, we're focused right now. We have a conversation going on with one headset manufacturer that we can't talk about. And um, obviously, we have our eyes on what's going on with uh, Apple, but we're really excited about what's going on with the Apple uh, Vision Pro is that they're presenting the, the market. They're crossing the chasm in a different way than Meta is. They're crossing the chasm from the perspective of entertainment and consumption and work, 
And what I love about that is it's actually opening up a further demand for entertainment-based content. And Flipside is a, allows creators to create user-generated content. So we're already building a library of consumable content that will fit into that entire ecosystem. And that has been a big excitement for us. Uh, I mean, entrepreneurship is very hard and difficult. So what is your superpower to, uh, I mean, uh, come out uh, uh, being in this hard environment? There, there's a there's a point in time where you have to you have to persevere regardless, and you know it's in the beginning when you're an entrepreneur in the beginning stages, especially in VR, you've got lots of lofty excitement about this future, and then somewhere along the way, you learn that uh, to break through in a new medium is a different kind of journey, and when we started to recognize that, it was more about us believing in our vision and why we're doing it than anything else. And, and it's that belief it's that grounds you. And it's not like a religious belief. It's more like a spatial computing is happening. We are leaders in the space. So let's ground ourselves and get through this process because we know the tools we're building are the, are tools that are necessary. So really it just, that's it. And as a team, another thing that's been very powerful and I call it the tripod or we call it the tripod. So when we first started, we have three co-founders and we you know it like a stool, right? You need three legs to keep the stool going. Well, the three legs of our company are these are the founding team. And so when one of us can't, the two of us can, and that's what a team is. And so a combination of perseverance and the belief and being grounded. And what keeps you awake at night? Uh, for, I mean, in these days, uh, what are the challenges that you are facing? I mean, right now we're in the process of raising on a safe and investment. And that is always challenging because we want to get back to the product. We want to get back to the, to the, to the, to the mission. Right. So, so what keeps us awake at right now is like, let's get through this funding round. Let's, let's grow and really let's, let's win on this. And so that's my focus. Leslie, last question. I mean, what is the fun fact about yourself? Anything that we don't know, anything nobody knows. Well, my, um, I have, I have uh, four brothers and sisters and uh, two of my brothers and I have a, what we call a jam band. So it's called the Brothers Three. So my brother, Jeff, plays the guitar. My other brother plays the drums. I play the synthesizer. And so when we get together, we uh, spend the evening just jamming up and making cheesy prog rock music. It has been a pleasure having you on the Startup Istanbul, Leslie. Before we wrap up, is there anything you would like to share with our listeners? I would just say that we're very excited to share our vision. If their investors are listening, we'd love to pitch and let connect with you. And we want we want people to join us on our journey. We we're very excited about the direction it's moving in. How can they reach you or uh, website? You can reach me at, um, at, at, at my email, which is leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y, at flipsidexr.com. And you can also connect with us at our website, which is flipsidexr.com. Thank you for joining us today, Leslie. Uh, 